Hi there, I'm Colleen Kelly Miller, and this is Boomerang. This is a podcast in which I hope to be able to reach out to many of you that are dealing with uh, crises, personal difficulties in your life, or if you just want to check in, send me a personal message, private message, I guess they call it, in Facebook, or email me if you have an idea of uh, something you want me to uh, deal with on this podcast. This podcast is basically going to be for you, for a number of you who are dealing with life's difficulties. I'm going to be sort of a a model for you to say, okay, you can screw up any number of times and you can still come out ahead uh, because that has been my experience. My experience in life is there were tremendous uh, adversarial difficulties that struck I didn't think I was going to be able to get through them. There were many times that it was very, very iffy if I were going to succeed. Uh, I also talk about sometimes uh, as if I were holding on by my fingernails. It was that difficult. So I'm going to get into a few of those, but I want to first start off saying how I even got into this podcasting. My uh, attempt here is to reach out to people. I do that in a variety of ways. I, of course, write uh, my articles appear in lots of publications. I'm most well-known in Rhode Island for my Providence Journal op-eds, which frequently have been about uh, my school situation, teaching for 30 years, etc. The kids that I met, the uh, many of the experiences that I encountered. And I try to inject a lot of humor into them because kids are very funny. And uh, take away the, the you know, monotony of life, uh, getting into a rut and so forth. I always found that kids were just amazing. They were funny. They, the ones I taught had no filter because they were 23 years of junior high. They basically told you whatever the heck they thought. And I always said, you know, the ones that couldn't deal with them basically became the teachers, became the walking dead. Uh, The rest of us had to learn how to deal with them and interact with them. And I found them a whole lot more honest than most of society that puts on faces or develops a veneer that they don't want the rest of the world to know what's going on. So um, I did 30 years of teaching in all, 23 years at the junior high and seven years at the high school. But my personal life was a mess. And uh, I would have to say until the age of 43, it was um, knock down, drag out, awful. And uh, just a a number of huge uh, mountainous things I had to overcome. And actually teaching was the only uh, sane part of my life, basically. I'd go into my job and I could handle that part of it. Everything else was basically exploding. Now, why podcasting? Well, first off, I learned that it's a big deal today. A lot of people like it. They uh, put it on when they're going to work. I have not ever done this before. I also have no idea how to edit a podcast. It seems to be extremely difficult Um, my podcast right here, what I'm seeing coming across my computer screen, it tells me the amount of minutes I'm talking and other things are uh, peaking and, you know, signals are coming through, but I have no idea what any of that means. 
So I'm going to try to wing it, and if you hear things in the background, like crashes or little pinging sounds from my computer or from my cell phone, just ignore it, because I don't know how to fix it. All right, I will tell you that when I was growing up in uh, the 40s, I know it sounds so way back, 40s, 50s, early 60s, um, I remember my mom standing in the kitchen, she was a stay-at-home mom, and she would be ironing. And she would usually have one day a week when she did this. And she'd have a whole pile of clothes. And when I got to be a little older, uh, part of my job was to iron my brother's shirts. And this was like considered a badge of honor because I had arrived at the age when I could do this. I didn't really like doing it because at the time it was very difficult. Um, you had to really work at, they didn't have the state press clothes and you know no iron clothes, stuff like this. Uh, so it was pretty involved. And when my mother was ironing, she would listen to a show that was on the radio and it was called The Life of Helen Trent. Now this was a soap opera that was on the radio. And I gotta tell you right now, I love radio shows that are series. Uh, I remember the Lone Ranger, for instance, and I remember the horses clopping across the prairie, uh, the sound they make, or when they were going up into the foothills. I loved it, and uh, they'd have sound effects, and I thought that was so cool because, you know, I could put myself there, I could listen to them, and I was actually right there. I was on the scene. And the life of Helen Trent, uh, you'd hear a door open, you'd hear teacups brought down from the cupboard, You'd hear them pouring the tea, and then you'd hear whatever that day's episode was. So basically, it was what, what soap operas replaced later on. When soap operas come on, came onto TV, they replaced things like the radio versions. But I always thought the radio versions were cool because you didn't have the visual, so you had to make up things in your head. You had to uh, you know, design it in your mind it looked. And so it took away the tedium from ironing uh, with my mother listening to the life of Helen Trent. And there could be, you know, a marriage problem or somebody losing a job or whatever it was against this backdrop of all these different sound effects. So maybe when I get better at uh, podcasting, I can start doing sound effects too. I think it would be kind of intriguing. But today, I'm just basically going to tell you a little bit about my life. I've kind of weighed how to do this because I don't want to hit you with everything because you may never come back. And that's not my purpose. My purpose is, again, to give you hope in this. So let's start. If you're a friend of mine on Facebook, and I hope you are, you know that I have strong opinions. And that's because of the way I was raised and because of my experiences. For instance, I grew up in the Leave it to Beaver era of the 50s when we girls saw our role model, Barbara Billingsley, as June Cleaver, doing housework in pumps and curls, along with the rest of her outfit. I thought I'd be her. I'd marry a nice man, I'd have kids, and I'd be a housewife. 
I was perfectly ready to assume that role. But that didn't happen. I married a really handsome guy the first time at 23 years of age, but that abusive marriage sent me out two years later in the middle of the night with a five-month-old strapped to my hip to get into a car with 200,000 miles on it, a car that broke down at least three times a week. It wasn't the only thing broke. I was too. Because of my financial situation, I had to move it back in with my mother and father, a situation that didn't go over well with dad. I was out of work on maternity leave from teaching, and my job wouldn't start up till the following September. Those months were rocky indeed. When we did move into the apartment, I stayed there raising my daughter alone for the next five plus years on my lone teacher's salary. I never got the $20 per week court-mandated child support, so I raised her alone, taking on odd jobs of tutoring and waitressing. Those were rough years. We ate lots of fluffernutter sandwiches. When she was six, I married again. This marriage lasted eight years and ended following my husband's 18-month fight with terminal cancer, a disease that affected us all. Now, I had two children, a 15-year-old and a 5-year-old, the product of this second union. All the while, I taught school, and I'd go on to finish 30 years in that particular role. A while later, I met a terrific man, a widower. Now, remember, I was a widow. He had three grown daughters. I had two, one grown, one not so much. After a year and a half, we became engaged and bought a home together. Now, I'm going to caution you, don't ever do that unless you're protected legally. All right, I wasn't. And when he died, just a few weeks after we were in the new house, and we, as I said, we were not married, uh, he died of congenital heart problems, and then it plunged me into a situation that became one of the worst chapters of my life. I was just awash in debt. Everything was coming down. I still owed on the other house as well. So I was single-handedly taking on two mortgages. The bank does not care about the circumstances. It didn't matter if I said, but my fiancé died. Over the next years, I became a successful realtor, and I was being published at the same time. I had always written. In the beginning, I filled notebooks when my personal life was in the pits. I sat at night, laid into the wee hours, filling, writing the notes, and so forth. Basically, it was my only audience. Later, I sent those writings out to publications, and I found I was gaining an audience. It seemed people needed to hear from someone who kept getting knocked down, someone, who, however, who continually got up and kept going. Somewhere, after a string of terrible stuff, I met Paul, the man who'd become my partner for the next 25 years. I didn't plan it. Friends didn't make it happen either, but I did. I was at a club with my sister and brother-in-law one night, and he came in after work. He was standing by the door, sort of partly moving to the music. An Irish band was playing, and that's why we were there. I wanted to dance. He was tall and cute, and he appeared more alive than the rest of the crew. I got up and crossed over the dance floor to ask him to dance. He said yes, and we've been dancing ever since. 
Now maybe one would say, the awful had taught me not to wait for what I wanted. I now went after it. I no longer stand on ceremony or let opportunity slip. Ten years into our relationship, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I underwent a mastectomy and then reconstruction. And he was the one who helped me through the ugly phase. And you know what I did. I wrote about it. That piece became the cover story in Providence Journal Lifestyle Sunday Magazine. It was my uh, supposed coming out story, telling folks about my fake body parts, telling them not to be so scared, despite cancer's awful diagnosis. From my story, they could know hope. Personally, I am mother to two successful adult daughters today. Unfortunately, they're not in Rhode Island. They're far away, out in Seattle. I'm grandmother to four adorable little boys, and I'm 25-year partner to a wonderful man. Professionally, I'm a teacher, writer, author of two children's books, and now a book for adults, Boomerang. And I'm a guest speaker, giving others hope that they can make it through the difficult things in life. In my next years, I intend to go even higher in my quest to become the best I can be. But it has been the hard lessons I learned along the way that have made me who I am. So yes, have a proper respect for the challenges in your life. In the midst of a crisis, you'll be paralyzed with uncertainty, fear, and worry. But afterwards, know you will have a whole different perspective. Learn from those and go higher becoming the person you never knew you could be. How do I know? As divorced woman, widow, twice by 41, single parent, breast cancer survivor, I'm living proof. So this is my first podcast. Others will have various themes. This is just the introduction, me to you. I hope you'll add your name to subscribers at my website at ColleenKellyMeller.com. They're all double L's, by the way. Or private message me on Facebook with a topic you'd like covered. Maybe it's something like the pitfalls of single parenting, because I will be talking about that. Maybe you'd like to be a guest on my podcast. I hope to have former students of mine launched in various careers. And if you'd like to nominate somebody you'd like me to interview, contact me with their name, and I'll approach them to see if they're interested. We're going to have fun here, too. But it'll also be a place where you'll get hope and an understanding that you're not alone on whatever journey you're on. There are others of us out there, too, who are similar road warriors. So welcome to my podcast, Boomerang. It's spelled Boomerang with three R's, just as my book. For whatever goes around in this life, even if we don't realize it at the time, whatever goes around comes around. Send my link to friends so they can get into the conversation as well. And speaking of my book, Boomerang, here's what one woman just wrote. What I've enjoyed about the book so far is your strength in advocating for yourself. I am now 63 and just beginning to feel free to speak my mind when someone or a situation is offensive. I think many women in our age group, 60s to 70s, came of age just as the women's movement began, and we were raised to be polite people-pleasers. I don't notice this so much in women in their 50s, 
who benefited from all the doors that were beginning to crack open for them. Now my take on this? I still see younger women wrestle with speaking up. In fact, one of my topics will be, why do women apologize so often, even for things they're not responsible for? Yes, we will talk about the differences generationally, so that many of you younger women can see why some of us older women feel the way we do. But we'll also talk about problems that persist for all of us. And we'll laugh because humor is a hallmark of mine. I insist on it. It's often what got me through the toughest times. In the meantime, always find me at ColleenKellyMiller.com. Be well, friends. Till next time.